Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Overlay a Poker Podcast. That's it? Yeah, I decided I'm never going to say, brought to you by CCG Poker Radio and Paramount Social Club. Actually, Paramount has got some new cool stuff happening. You want to hear about it? I want to hear it. I was just... Uh, as we all know, the last episode, I was in Houston doing it from Paramount Studios. Yes. Actually, I'm pretty sure I can't say that because right. it's actually Paramount Social Studios. Par- I was doing it from the hotel, the hotel room from across the Paramount Poker Room, Paramount Social Club. Anyways, we have a little weirdness with the Paramount Studios, so not supposed to use it in any way, shape, or form. That's pretty cool that they like told you. you can't oh yeah, acknowledged. Yeah, like at yeah. Least you're, like, because we like we like trademarked Paramount Social Club and they nixed it. They decided to fight us on it and we won. Nice, which is pretty cool. So one and zero against Paramount. One and zero against Paramount. So I think the way we left is they can never start a casino or anything in the casino industry, and we're not allowed to say it in in in, 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 in an entertainment way. So like me saying Paramount Studios, meaning Paramount Social Podcasting Studio. Probably not something I'm allowed right, to that's say. That's probably crossing the. I crossed the line. You did. Anyways, brought to you by Paramount. But the nice thing is, since I was in Houston, mm-hmm. <coughs> COVID, I was. Um, they're now using the RFID table, the TV table, mm-hmm. three days a week. That's beautiful. And they're going to start pumping it up to four and five days a week. So right now they're doing the final tables of the Thursday night freeze-out tournament, which I want to pop a question to you here in a second. Okay. They're also doing the Friday night bounty tournament and the Sunday Saturday night deep stack. So Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, all the nightly tournaments at 7 p.m., which range from like 80 to like $60 a night, uh, which the is pretty cool. And it kind of goes over all like the stuff that they offer. The freeze-out tournament on Thursday, bounty tournament on Friday, and then the deep stack mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the wide range of everything that they do. It's great. It's fun, and people are starting to dig it. Like, they were getting some stack numbers. Normally, the stack week is always the busiest week of the month. And uh, the second week right afterwards, since people know they're doing the TV table, yeah. it, it brings them in. Drove up they're the hooked. Line. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Players love it. But I did get into, uh, I don't want to say an argument, but a discussion about the possibility of what is the definition of a freeze out tournament. Mm, this is not what question. it's not what the episode 43 is going to be about, but it's like our opening question is like a TD question to Brandon. Brandon, define freeze out tournament. Cuz we have a discrepancy and she was quite upset about. Oh, I don't I don't really know. I assume I, I just assume it's that you can't you can't no, rebuy. No and, rebuys and no reentries. And when you're out, you're out. Right. Like There's you're no like freezing out. You're, correct. Yeah, you're in it but out, then you're out. There is a optional break add-on okay. in the freeze-out tournament. And her response to me was that it's not technically a freeze-out tournament if there is an add-on. That I can, I can get on. I can see both I can ways. I can see both ways. I can see, like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. In all like honesty. Freeze-out's just like you start with this amount of chips and that's, and that's it. You're it. froze out and then you go and you win and you right. lose. Right. So it's like a small, it's a, vari- it's a small variation. It's ice-out. Oh, I love that. I might change the name to Ice Out. Yeah, Patent pending. Exactly. You're not frozen, Patent pending. but it's not like You're iced out. You're just iced out. Yeah, because again, my thought process was freeze out means when you're out of chips, you're out of the tournament. There's no way to get back in, right? Yeah. But 
I guess if you're at if you've made it through break, you, you still have chips. You didn't you didn't lose any. So it's like the second part of the freeze Correct. out. You can buy a little bit more chips, and basically everybody buys it. It's just a juicer. It's just a juicer. Right, a little break. Uh, a little break. It's the juice. It's the juice for freeze out. Yeah. The juice out. I got nothing. I yeah. I don't know either. But anyways, that was the tournament direction question brought to you by Brandon question, today. Question of the day. Question like of the day. Episode forty three. Brando. What? Hello. We uh, PLO. Four cards. Four cards. Maybe five cards. Sometimes six. Just not two. Anything but two. Right. Or three. Or, yeah, you get a four, four plus. Four yes. plus cards. Four or more. They should just change it to like four plus card. I like it. Four card games. Yeah. I was trying to think of something that's like four times. So in the last two times. weeks from uh, March 5th to today, which is, I guess, only a week and some change. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Ten days. And, uh, oh, yeah. Today's 15th. So it's exactly ten days since we last dropped an episode. Um, Good math there. Thank you. The new number one downloaded episode on the Overlay a Poker podcast is episode five, I think. My stomach's rumbling. Episode five? You said um, the question twice. Yep. Episode five, which is the No Limit Hold'em versus PLO discussion, where we kind of go over, not that obviously there's differences, but like just the you know, kind of the transition from yeah. No Limit Hold'em to Pot Limit Omaha and some of the variants and things that you need to look out for. And it was kind of a brief introduction to the four car games. And I thought since we were looking for ideas for episodes, I was like, hey, part two, bang out a PLO part two, part like two, 2.0, 2.0 Omaha. My, it's your favorite game. My favorite game. It's my favorite game, too. Yeah. 100%. Like, there's no way. I think it should be most people's favorite game. I think as soon it's, as they try it, it's which that's is the thing where we ended up with at the end of episode five is everybody should at least try it because once you try right. it, you never go back. You never want to go back. Pilo is like uh, if no, if mm, let me see if I can make a good analogy here. Okay. Plo is like marijuana; it's right. the gateway drug. Yep. It gets you into the games, but nobody stays there, right? Like you end up upgrading to other, I don't know if this is a great idea to talk about, but just in general, like if you become like, mm. See, I thought you were going to go like no limit hold them is like marijuana. And then if you start to go up the ladder, yeah, you get to PLO. It's way crazier. It's, like, it's much worse. Yeah. Back. Your fixes are in. Yeah. You're never going back. You're never going back. You're no. Like, mm-hmm. I can it, smoke all the marijuana I want. It ain't going to do it's it. Not gonna, it doesn't do it for me anymore. It That's what happens. Yep. Yeah. Once you play... Yeah, there you go. Next Once you, you know you're playing six card PLO high low, and you're like, man, this is great. I'm, this is great. This is the best day of my life. Or triple board. Like so let's there. let's kind of. I thought we would start with some. Obviously, everybody knows what pot limit Omaha is. You play pot limit versus no limit, which we're not really going to talk about. Um, we can talk about it for a second. Okay. Oh, like go. Yeah, like go. Oh, yeah. It just makes it so there's not any pre flop all ins really. Right. So it, it more. I mean, obviously, it is it fair to say that in pot limit games, just in general, because I don't really think anything else has played pot limit except PLO, but yep. Omaha, um, more players are seeing the flop because it's harder to get a lot more money into the pot to start, right? Correct. You don't get those hands where it's like raise, three bet, four bet, all in. That craziness 
happens in PLO, but the norm typically is somebody opens, you might get a three bet, and then one call, or call, two, call. yeah, a couple of callers, and then the action closes out, and we see a flop, it and it's pretty big. It prevents the raise call call all in. Right. Like, that can never happen. I mean, it could. I mean, but, it could, but I'm right. saying, like, with the deep stacks, like, it, it's going to go raise, raise, call, 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 and stuff like I always feel like, and again, this is my own interpretation, when you play No Limit Hold'em, <clears throat> the goal is to get as many players out of your pot as possible and to get a small amount of people to play against. Yes. Right? Kind of feel like Omaha is a little bit more opposite in the fact that it's like, let's build a good size pot on my big hands, even though I know there's going to be four, five, six players to the flop, the idea is to flop a great hand and yep. then at that point the race starts correct like the f- pre-flop action is more like the the um warm-up yeah right yeah. like i'm 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 warming up yeah, revving the engine i'm revving the engines up and then it's like flop comes out green like either you're gonna go or you're like okay hold on yeah. something i missed everything here because there's so many plo hands that you start with that you're like this is great this i love this hand Six, seven, eight, nine, double suited. Money. Money, dog. Yes. And then, like, the flop is ace, king, deuce. You're like, okay. <laughs> that hand sucked. Yep. If you're jamming, Even jammy, if you're jammy. Flush draw, it's like, oh, I got an eight high flush draw. Right. Man. Like, it sucks. I don't want, I don't want that yeah. flop. Yeah. It's all about the flop. It is. So, so anyways, are we, we were to talk strategy at all? Um, Because, like, this kind of flows into my Sure. Life. Just a little bit. Like, we were talking about pot limit and no limit. I think the big, the big difference is no limit... Obviously, you can bet whatever you want, and it, the goal is to try to get players out of your pot and play against a smaller field. Where in Omaha, that's that's really not the – you really want to kind of keep players along with you yes. so that you can win a bigger pot later. Yes. You some, just have to be smart enough to let hands go that are not working out for you. Yes, like some hands play super su- – like like your hand, six, seven, eight, nine, double suited. That hand plays super good against one or two hands. Six or seven hands. Now you need to be. It, it, it's way different. I know. Obviously, you just you need different. a perfect flop. You do need a perfect flop. But when you hit it, you know you're, you get paid. You get paid a bunch. Whereas hands like you know king king seven deuce. I'll play that hand against nine players because I'm either going to flop a king and have top set, or just break the flop and never put another dollar in. So like, there's some hands that like do play better versus nine people versus two people. Like six, seven, eight, nine. It's never going to be under forty percent. Heads up. Never. I can no. flop a six and just be in great shape against aces mm-hmm. just with a pair. <clears throat> We're like – and then vice versa with your aces and your kings that kind of stink. Kind of want to play those against unlimited amount of people because you're either going to flop it or you're out. Right. So, I don't know. That's like a, a good little starting – got to be aware of the amount of people in the pot and the kind of hand you have against – a bunch of people or against no people. Question number two. Players get confused and worried about their knowledge of knowing how much is in the pot? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Why? Why does it not matter? Because the dealer always knows. And you can you just say pot. And ask the dealer. How much is in the pot? There you go. I feel like when people first start playing Pot Limit Omaha, they're nervous about what to bet or they make the all-in mistake, which is like the best rookie mistake of all time. They just jam all, I'm all in. No, jackass, you're not. Or they think they have the full house. 
Let's not even. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's kind of the newbie. I mean, if you're worried about that, I mean, you just got to play two cards. I just, I, I think the idea you have to play two cards in your hand. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're assuming at part two of Omaha that players know, know this. Yeah, but I feel like people need to be aware. It's like a thing in the in poker rooms in general. Players are afraid to call the floor. Like they're not allowed to do it. Like you absolutely can yell floor, and the floor will come over. Now, full well knowing, if you call Flory, like, I need a drink menu, there's an 80% chance you're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. 100% chance at CCG. You ask me for a drink menu, I'm going to punch you in the face. So anybody out there wants to get punched in the face, call the floor, and then ask me for a drink menu. Or a napkin. No, a napkin, I don't mind. Floor is not something you call because you want something. Yes. You call brush. Correct. That's the terminology you yell when you want to get a drink or a waitress. Okay. But don't call the manager over... Because you need a refill on your Diet Coke. Yeah. Like, you call the manager over because you ordered a two-for-one coupon and it didn't work at TGI Fridays, and you pissed. Right, and you want a refund. Or your chili cheese fries came out with no chili or no fries. I actually got chili cheese fries one time with no fries. No. Yeah, I swear to God. How? Uh, that's what I said. Who? 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 who, who did, restaurant? I think it was at TGI Fridays. <laughs> it's in my 20s. There was a snowstorm. It was very weird. It was a weird day. We were drinking margaritas in like a blizzard. Nice. And I don't know. Choice. And neither one of us knew who was driving home. So it was like the race to get drunk first. Yes. It's kind of well, like PLO. Seven of them. It's kind of like PLO. Like who's going to be the guy stuck here again to turn into the wild man? That's what we needed happens. to figure out. It yeah, oh, it happens. I'm having trouble with my new. Yeah, I see you're just I don't, you're fumbling with I don't it. like it. By the way, first time ever live. Yeah. This is Brandon's first ever live. Um, 43 episodes. We normally Sorry, forty-two do, episodes. Yeah, we normally do it over the phone. 40, so, episode forty-three. You're probably going to sound terrible, and I'm going to be super. No, nah, I can't sound it. any worse on the phone. I guess not. I mean, that sound pretty bad. Brandon's uh, Brandon's at least aware of the fact of how close to hold the phone to his face when it's a microphone. Yeah, he's, I really don't know. He's looking See, at it like right. He's looking at it like it's a yeah one of those things. Yep, one of those things just dangling. Uh, what what's the word that um. Good lord, I can't think of it. I'll give you a second. Anyways, no, nah, it doesn't matter. What What are you thinking of? Phallic. It's a very yeah, phallic symbol. Yeah, yeah. Brand's looking at it like it's a big phallic about to go near his face, and he's all like, "I don't. I'm not into I just this." Back up and talk louder. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, that works in all of those situations. Back to Omaha. So, where are we going to go from here? I think we go into the. I mean, you got any cool other strategy tips? No, I mean. Be aware. I think there's just a lot more going on. With there's Omaha. so much. Yeah, people get so intimidated about like, oh, there's just so much going on. Like, I don't or know what, what do to I do. Have. Like, what do I have? I think like the easiest way to like clean up a lot of mistakes if you're just starting on to play Omaha is just actually just play super tight for mm-hmm. your first yeah. 20 hours or super tight. S- see what happens just without watch. falling in love with hands. It's never like. Just because you have aces, like, it's not the same. It doesn't carry the same weight. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you've got aces double suited, like, it still matters what comes out on the board. You just have dry aces. If the flop is 9-7-5, like, you don't have anything. And none of your suits hit. You just have a pair. Like, let it go. Yeah. I'm not saying punt and just fold. But when you're you need to be aware that, like, yeah, why are you calling it 60, 70% of the flops with aces are bad? Correct. 10, 9, 8, 9, 8, 7. Anything really, that's connected like, is pretty bad. Even with aces, like middle pairs, small to middle pairs in Hold'em, you're really kind of just set mining. Yeah. I'm never happy you're about aces. You're set mining, aces. you're not flushing. That's all. 
And what I want to do is flop an ace with a nut flush draw, and then it's like, boom, that's my my phallic symbol hitting the table. Yes. Wow, I've gone crazy today. Yep. And we haven't even used your best analogy yet. We oh, I know. I, I decided to not to. Yeah. That one was just too graphic. I hear you. Yeah. I went with the, the marijuana cocaine analogy. analogy. Yes. Marijuana being no limit, the cocaine being PLO. Yes. PLO is like no limit hold'em on crack. Yeah. Although I'm 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 thinking like the, from the Office episode, he's like, "What have you ever tried crack?" I was like, "True, I haven't. True. I don't know what that's like." But that's what the kids are saying, right? That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. What? All right. So once you're into the PLO world, and now you're in. Yes. They got the hooks in uh-huh. you. You can't get out. You know you're in for good. You're a lifer now. What other PLO? Now, now they're now you start playing with the PLO junkies. Yes. Right. And it's not just PLO anymore. No. There's like other stuff you play. Yep. What are the other games? So once you're in a PLO game and you get comfortable in the PLO-ness and then you start like moving into stakes and things right. start getting funky, what do you start playing? What's like the next um, funky I Omaha actually game think. Where you're getting multiple cards. Probably high-low. 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 Because high low high-low. High-low's another factor in, I mean, obviously. Right. It's another it's layer in game. the onion of PLO. PLO 8 stands for Pot Limit Omaha 8 or better, which now means you're playing the Pot Limit version of the 08 game High Low, right? Correct. It's Crazy Town. It's not. That gets even wilder. So now you have this whole aspect of not only do I not need to get cooler and make high hands, but now there's an entire new realm of the low, a possibility, and they are both equally worth, worth half the pot. Which right. is important. And uh, Brandon, question number three, since okay. you're the PLO expert, uh-huh. can you let us know when a player says, I got quartered? Yes. Can you explain to the players and not me what that means correctly to use that terminology? Because I always thought it was when I used to play quarters with the kids no, no, at no, no, the no. max and you try to throw a quarter closer to the wall. It's what they did in the Cincinnati kid. And I'd yeah. always make my line, you're not ready yet, kid. And then nobody knew what the hell I was talking about. And then I felt really old. And then you really realized, are touching that thing a lot. And then I realized, I know. And then I realized Naun is basically old enough. I'm old enough to be his dad. His like dad. his dad's two years older than me. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Anyways, go ahead. It was really weird because I was, uh, he's like, oh, it's my mom's birthday. I was like, what? She turned 37. He's like, no, I think 39, actually. I was like, yeah, wait, this is just a joke. I'm older than your mom. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. I'm at that point in my life now where I'm older than people's moms that are working for you. Not like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He kid drives a truck. Like I, I'm responsible for him. It's weird. Yep. It's very odd. It used to be a fun buddy, buddy thing. And right. now, now it's now like, it's, a, now it's gotten weird. Right. So parental type stuff. Anyways, quartered, please explain what quartered means um, in a split pot game. Quartered means that you lose half the pot and then you, you chop half the pot. Right. So you lose the high because the guy has a straight and you got two pair, and then you both have the same low of ace deuce or the nut low, whatever low you guys have, it's the same low. Right. So you even and that's that's kind of the issue with split pot games is even if you have the nut low, if you're only playing for the low, right, you can get quartered because he has the same low. He has the high with the same low as you. Right. Better high, same low. Yes. You're getting quartered. You're getting quartered. Quartered is okay when you're playing a multi-way pot. Three ways. Three ways, four ways. I'll take a quarter of the pot. Mm-hmm. Heads up, not so good. Well, I mean, you're not playing for a quarter of the pot, but I get what you mean. It's not as detrimental. You're playing a heads up, and it's- You it both stick $1,000 in, and now you're getting a quarter of the pot. You're getting two fifty. He's getting seven fifty. Right. If four guys stick in $1,000, well, you get your 1000 back. Basically, you're breaking even. Right. Well, not basically. Actually. Actually. Yeah. Right. I did that math nice and easy. Minus the $5 rake. Yes. And $2 tip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you tip on a quarter pot? A uh, dollar. 
I mean, I tip. I don't ever get quartered because yeah. I'm not that dumb. But ah, nice. Yes, I've been quartered. Oh yeah, I mean, I get quartered all the time. Um, I got the melt low. I'm just pot, pot, pot. Oh, you got the same melt low as me. Cool, cool. Quarter, quartered. <laughs> That's good. All right, so you go from no limit hold'em to PLO. The progression of the poker player: no limit to PLO to PLO eight. Now you're playing mm-hmm. some high low split games, doing a round and round of each, and yep. then what happens? Now you've got the third variant of PLO. Um, now you graduate to another card. Right. Which I think that the five card and the five card high low, which is also big O, I think those are kind of equally on the sickness scale. Right. Five card PLO is just PLO, PLO with an extra card. And it's still high. Yes. You still you still use three three cards on the board, two cards in your hand. Yes. There's no variation in that. Nope. It's just you get a fifth card. So the, how weird does that make it? Because I've never it so played weird live because you, five card. You need to get like now all of a sudden it's super nut penalty because now all of a sudden Queen high flushes are like, you're probably folding. King high flushes, you're like, eh. Yeah. And even normal PLO, when I have the king high flush, like, I'm not you're just pounding calling. the street. Yeah, check yeah, call. Just, oh, you got it? Okay. It's why it kind of sucks because you're never really getting paid on it. Like, you're not yes. you're not punishing when it's good. And, um, yep, you're bluff catching and, right. and you're value owning. Like, you're getting the guys that are just going to value bet any flush right. and you're going to beat them. Yep. And then you're getting the guys that are going to bluff it off. But it's not like a guy bets 400 on the river and you look down at the king high flush, second nuts, and you're like, ha ha, 1,200. Right. No. No. Never. A few times Literally you're going to call the four. You're going to call the four. To bluff catch. And but even then, you're not happy about the call. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, so five card PLO. The number one important thing about five card PLO is to get make sure you have five cards. Blockers. Ooh. They become so much more important now because everybody is playing to the absolute nuts that like. You can use your blockers. With you've got so the much ace success. of hearts, you even though you're of, not using it. If you have any it, aces, right? And you have the flush, like the fl- if you have an ace of hearts and there's three hearts out there, like you can rep the flush and now get the king high flush to fold pretty easily, right? And if you have two jacks in your hand and it's ace king ten, you can just pound those jacks because you know all the sets are going to fold eventually, and they probably don't have a straight. So it's very the blockers kind of turns the five card craziness even more crazy because now it's like, well, if everybody's using their blockers all the time, now my king high flush is now valuable again. You know, it's like a double. It's gone another step on the ladder where, well, if everybody's it gets using, weird, every, yeah, it gets right. weird because oh, I need to be careful because they always have the nuts, but they either always have the nuts or the blocker. Well, now if they're going to be mixing in those blockers, your king highs and queen highs flushes are good are now good again where they right. weren't good which is great which is great so now you're at complete sicko mode just blasting away with ace high because you're basically you it. can talk yourself into anything you can talk yourself point. into anything and that's true and i mean five card is really even sick enough to where like if it's going crazy and there's straight flushes out there like you're flatting with the the nut flush on the river because you just can't be can't ever be too careful can like you can use the straight flush blockers as blockers in five card. When it's five, six, seven of diamonds and you have the eight of diamonds, well, now that's a blocker. Whereas normally you'd think, oh, well, the ace, ace of diamonds is the blocker. Well, no, right. the eight of diamonds is also a blocker. So it's it's wild. And then you got high-low, which is big O, which I think is the more popular of the two. If you're ever going to go to a casino, you're going to see five card High low spread over just five card Omaha. Five card Omaha is kind of an internet game. I think I've never played it live. I've never seen it live, but I have played Big O live, which is very fun. 
Really? Yeah. I've, I've never played. I've only played. They spread it. They spread it at the shoe when the uh, circuit's running. Really? Yeah. And it gets wild. It's wild. So five card Omaha. It's just high. You're getting five cards. Yep. That's an internet game. That's not going to be spread in any casino right, no. in the country. Big O, Big O is an actual game that they play in casinos. More, yes. it's a more uh, not reputable game, but definitely a more right. I yeah, mean, you're going to get like old old timers, and you're going to get a lot of people that like four card high low to play the five card Big O. Right, because they can dominate the people. And again, it's just pot limit Omaha five cards and the low thrown in there. Yes. Now, obviously, these hands when you start getting four or five cards. You can't play eight, nine-handed. I mean, they play smaller, too. Yeah, so six, it's also seven, six, something, seven, right, where you see when you get an Omaha game that goes from... Really, Omaha, I don't like playing nine-handed. It's possible. It's You're sucks. using the whole damn deck. I mean, it's like the maximum you can play with. I mean, you can play ten-handed, but yeah. Really? Yeah, they do it at HPT. We'll do it. That's ridiculous. Are they ever coming back? I don't know. I don't think they are. I hope so. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess... I mean, more tours is better, but like, I just feel like I, I don't know. They're the one I feel like they've the one I've been radio silence though. Like they haven't said anything. Yeah, Jeremy's still there, right? I don't know. Is he? I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody works there right now. It's been a year since. I don't really know anything. Yeah, yeah. you think they'd come out with something? They've been on complete radio silence. Like I don't think they've made anything. Anyways, we're getting hij- I'm hijacking my own podcast here, but. Yeah, I don't think they've made any kind of announcements um, about what's going to happen or what's going on. I'm actually looking at the website right now. I mean, now. W, WPT's back, MSPT's back, the circuit is You see, back. Um, uh, it, you've heard it here first, folks, hptpoker.com, page not found. Is that their website? It was their website. Whoa. Nice. All right, now we can dig in. You've officially hijacked your own podcast. Yeah, HPT Poker is... Gone. HPTPoker.com. Why is their website down? What? Maybe they're updating it for all new tours. I guess. Here's HPT updates on Twitter. Let's see what that happens. HPTUpdates.com. Is that a thing? Probably not. Not secure, but I don't think that's them. That's just somebody doing the updates for them. Anyways. All right. I'm diving into this. You All right, you do that. I, yeah. I'll talk a you little talk bit more little about bit. P, um, PLO and the variance. I think that um, PLO is super fun. I love all of it. I think when you start playing PLO, it's seven, eight-handed. Eight-handed is kind of like a perfect regular PLO game. It's perfectly fine. I prefer to play PLO shorthanded. The problem is when you start doing shorthanded PLO and by pre-pandemic standards that's like six or seven handed five handed in plo was a great game plo five handed is awesome to play in five handed no limit really not that much fun you can get away with playing three or four handed plo right oh yeah and it's and it's a super juicy fun game yes it's very good again you don't really get nits in omaha everybody's willing to gamble a little bit more the knit definition in omaha is considered kind of a crazy player, an aggressive player at Hold'em, yeah? Yeah. Like the number of hands that you're playing. Yep. You're just kind of playing everything. Correct. And even See the a lot of are going to play 60 70% of hands when you're four-handed. Correct. Whereas 
what what do you think what do you think the net plays forehanded if he would ever consider playing forehanded which he probably wouldn't but let's say he was playing right, the problem is yeah nits don't play forehand hold them <clears throat> right. because they can't they play quit. enough yeah because they just fold because they're just they folding can't it. do it right they can't get themselves into there but they'd probably play like 25 percent but my point being about the story before I hijacked it from the HBT fallout. I got nothing on HBT. By I told you there. And I got nothing on their Twitter. And I got nothing the 2021 mm. HBT Caribbean thing. Not on that there anymore. Site is down too. Not available. Uh oh. Anyways, anybody knows anything about HBT? Let me know. Wow, John Simon is HBT poker gone for good now that their website is 404 page not found four days ago. I heard your Danny boy is buying it. Ooh, wrong Danny. Uh, coming on HPT final table with, uh, that's back in, Jesus, they haven't been noticed <laughs> since uh, September of 19 is the last time somebody mentioned HPT poker on Twitter. Sweet. Yeah. They man, gone. They might be gone. See ya. I always liked them. I did too. I One of my two. And I uh, like the Ameristar. Yeah, the Ameristar is a great spot. It is. It's a great spot for a tour. I wouldn't like go there yeah. and play cash. No. But like to gather those rooms up there are nice and Yeah. But yeah. When they had that poker room there for a couple of years. Not, not so great. Well. I think when you start going into Omaha, you need to be prepared to play some of these other games because of the fact that when you do start getting later into the game and you're for, starting out four or five handed, six handed that's when these variants are going to come out because people yep. want to get more cards, more reasons to open up their ranges to play more hands, more hands, more hands. Omaha is about more hands, more hands, more hands. And I also think you need to like another stepping stone into all these things. Is you got to kind of got pick a style and go with it. You pick the player you're going to be. Like don't you're either going to be the tight guy that's nut pedaling and using the nut blockers, or you're going to be the guy that's got a whole wide things in the range and you're going to get paid off with jack high flushes because they think you're bluffing. Right. You know what I mean? You got to kind of pick. You're either the maniac, you're either the tight guy, or you're somewhere in between. What you don't want to do is like flip flop back and forth and kind of assign yourself, figure out what you want to do and what you're good at, and then like build your game around what you choose to be it's like picking the your image starting character your image i think is is much more important in omaha because there are even though and it's crazy to think about and and hoping that this comes out the way i want it to (coughs) covid um every time i cough now i just say covid i see um when you're playing in Hold'em, guy goes all in. It's like $80 more relative stacks. Like, I'm trying to think of like a 1-3 game here where like it's, you know what I mean? Like, No, I don't know what you mean, but keep going. There's way less, like you're willing to call off like 80 bucks, 100 bucks, a percentage of your chip stack. Maybe I shouldn't use a dollar amount. You're willing to call a percentage of your chip stack that's pretty high to see what the other player has. Whereas in Omaha, if you've got a set and the flush comes on the river or you've got the flush on the turn and the board pairs in the river, even though it's a small amount, like there's times that you will fold in Omaha, giving the people credit for having the hands that they're representing, right? Right. Where I feel like in Hold'em, that's less likely to happen. Does that make sense? Am I carrying any water here or is that all bullshit? I mean, no, it makes sense. Can you explain it better than I did? That's what I was hoping you would say. Um, Yeah, it's more like, yeah, you're going to give... Like, for an example, if I start the hand with 400 and there's $300 in the pot and the board pairs in the river and the guy GMs all in, I only got 100 bucks left in Hold'em. I might just say, 
you got it, you got it, and I call it off. Even though, like, whatever. Because he probably, I mean, the likelihood of him having it isn't that great. Right. Whereas in Omaha, if you have 25% of your starting stack left, because the numbers are going to be different, right? Because you're probably playing with a heftier stack. And you get to the end, and and you're kind of, you're fully representing, I have the nuts in the hand right now at the turn. I'm. Let's get it all in. See, you know what I mean? Like, Right, when you have the nuts straight on the turn and you pot and, and you, then he calls and then it, the and flush the board, hits on the river and he jams into right. you, you just like kind of got to give up. Not really. But yeah, it's, I mean, you're more, more likely, likely to, to just, give up, even though it's like, man, ratio for what I have to put in to what I'm right. like, I feel like that big stone cold bluff could happen um, in Omaha is more likely to actually get through than like in Omaha. Uh, I'm sorry, in Hold'em. Yeah, I agree. Because one, I think just naturally, if you are a 1-2 or a 1-3 player in No Limit, when you play 1-2 or 1-3 COVID, COVID, PLO, the games just play bigger. Whatever the, the, the it doesn't matter if the blinds are 1-2-5, like they just, the games play bigger. It's big. Right? Because so like when somebody tells you that they're playing 5-5 five, five PLO, like that's not the same as playing five five no limit. Not even close. It's a like five five no limit. You're opening to twenty. Five five PLO. It's like obviously it starts at twenty five. Right. It's like it's only bi- because it's capped there. It's a bigger game. Yeah. Right. I'm like it's just you have to be aware of that. Your average pot is going to be much 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 yeah. much higher. Right. Five five PLO compared to five, one five. two PLO is basically like the equivalency of like two five. S- and if it's a juicy ass game, right? Small it could be, two five. It could be right. It, yeah. It, or it, big two five, I mean, right? Closer to five ten. Cr- closer to five ten. Yeah, and it's a one two blinds. Yeah, the blinds don't really mean too much. No, so you do have to be aware of that because you know if you want to stay away from the five five. So I think that's the problem with PLO picking up steam in the mainstream because there's no internet to play on, mm-hmm. and if you're gonna go to the casino, you got to play one two five, which is a big ass game. Big. That's a huge jump. So right. <clears> you're really. You really don't get. There any are no tournaments. Stones. There's really no tournaments that you're going to play in. Right, it's right? two hundred dollar HPT, which no longer exists apparently. Mm. So, my highest finish in that tournament is what? Third, tied for first. I just didn't take the chop. Right, they I jackassed it out. Then, then he, he didn't do it. I declined and got third. Yep, suits me. Suits me right. When everybody wants to chop the tournament, and the one jackass who says, "No, I can beat you guys. I don't like that chop. I want the extra fifty bucks out of a four thousand dollars split." Yep, I bitched about the one percent. Yep, I right. did. Yeah. Makes sense. I know. What a I know. dummy. I know. So I think that is like one of the barriers of entry for like yeah. the. You, can't, you don't have the opportunity to play online where it's 25 cent, 50 cent. Learning PLO, like it's a great way to learn PLO. That's yep. where I learned to play That's PLO. That's where everybody learned to I play I played PLO. full tilt and I yeah, played me too. five I played cent, $33 cents. heads ups and 25 And then 50 I ran my, my, my 50 bucks into 500. And then I would play $1, $2. And I ran my 500 up to 5K. And then I'd play two, two five. Yeah. And then I'd burn that f- five. Uh, and redeposit 100 and try again. Right. And then I'd lose. And then, I, and then the process starts over. Yeah. It was never about how high I could get it. It was just how long I could hold on to it for. Yeah, I've seen some. I've seen Jordan put a hundred into forty k. My bankroll is like trying to hold sand. Right, At some point, it's, it's going to all yeah, be gone. Yeah. Oh my god, that's such a great analogy. Yeah, really I'm is. just trying to hold the sand for as long as possible. But it slips through all those fingers. <laughs> it's so it's so hard to hold on to. It's like holding water in your hands. Yeah, so I don't really know. I don't have any advice for like people to like learn the game besides I think like, I think a great way to learn the game is how people are doing it in Texas. Okay. okay. In Texas, 
the these ROEs. standard, they play ROEs, which took me a while to figure out what the hell ROEs stood yeah. for. And it makes sense Raz when you say Omaha it. Ate better. It's oh, that's exactly what I said. And I was like, oh my God, they actually play ROE here? That is freaking crazy. Let's do this. <laughs> and then I only got two cards. And I was like, what the hell is this? And he's like, that's a no limit, sir. Like, and then why do you call it ROE? And the idea is ROE in Texas stands yeah. for round of each. So a lot of the games in Texas are now switching to one round of a no limit. And then the next round is pot limit Omaha. So you get a lot of the players to kind of play at the same table and play together. Which is good because ROE is great for Hold'em players. Yeah. Terrible for PLO players. I wouldn't say terrible, but I'm saying like they would prefer to just play PLO. Correct. Which is honestly a great... But they're willing to give up half of the rounds to the No Limit guys to have some kind of PLO game going. Correct. And I think it's the same way for the No Limit guys. They're like, well, I'm playing half No Limit here and I can just kind of tiptoe around for the... And get my feet wet. It's kind of a great way to, you know, you said it's a really great great way way to to learn. Correct. And even, and it's going to be mostly, I wouldn't say mostly, but it's going to be a lot of Hold'em guys that are just trying out. So if you're a PLO player playing in that game, like you have an advantage half of the time because they're not quite, you definitely get early on with the one guy's like, yeah, I don't really want to do it. And then he, pop, 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 gets to the river and there's four spades on the board and he's got the ace of spades and he's like, ha ha, spades, bitches. <laughs> and then you're like, um, sir, you, you, uh, you have it, you have, uh, right. No, that, no, that, that doesn't count. But there's four kings on board. I have four kings and an ace. No, you, you don't. You have three kings, an ace and a four. That, that's what you have. It's very difficult. Yeah, it's tough. You lose players that way, but it's their own damn fault, and they're only going to learn that way if they do it. But the other nice thing that they do, um, pretty standard now, is that almost every, and uh, 99%, I'm not joking, 99% of the games now are 1-2 or 2-5, no limit hold'em in Houston, and they play play this reverse button game. So wherever the button starts, it starts going backwards, so you just keep getting... And whenever they touch, whenever they cross paths, the button and the reverse button, you play a hand of Omaha. So it's like one, two, no limit, hold them with, a, with one hand with a of PLO. With of a PLO. little sprinkle of PLO. And it's like, and again, it's very, it's even better because like if you're playing an eight-handed game, seven out of the eight want to play round of each, and one guy's like, nah, I'm not going to play if you do that. And then you just try to convince them, well, just one, one hand one every hand. round... Just skip that hand if you don't want to play it. Just, just skip it. it. It's like bomb pot, but it's PLO. Yeah. And then you start getting the in, right. Then you start getting into bomb pots and PLO, and then these people go nuts. And then they call it something different. They don't call it flips down there. They call it like races or rundowns, rundowns, races, runoffs. Just stuff up. Yeah, they don't call it a flip. Because I'm always like, anybody want to flip for a hundred? Like, what's that? Yeah, and the one kid like did a backflip, and I was like, wait, no, that's <laughs> not what I meant. <laughs> here's twenty. But I mean, yeah, here's twenty. But give me a chance to win my money back. Anything else on PLO Part 2? I mean, I know we kind of just talked about we some We kind of very... jumped around. I mean, yeah, we should probably have a full episode on, like, some strat, but, like... I think I think maybe in the near future... Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to do some more PLO Because there's just so much, like... I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but I'm just saying, like, it's a lot to grasp and take in when you start, like... Obviously, everybody knows how to play PLO, but, like, knowing the ins and outs of playing thousands of hands of PLO, you right. kind of see and understand... A lot of the the game flows and when people could be bluffing and you know for just a random example when the tight guy's potting the turn and the straight gets there he's probably got the straight mm-hmm. but he's the tight guy then so you got, no matter what you right. have you can rep if you got a set 
you can say, all right, well, I have a set, but there's two flush draws on the board. If it comes to board pair, I'm going to win with the full house. If it comes either of the flushes, I'm going to rep those and know right. the right people to use that against. Right. Because now you got three quarters of the deck you're going to beat the guy on. Right. You're either going to make your hand or you're going to bluff and it comes a complete break. You just muck because he's got the nuts. Right. And you can know which guy on the to same do token. With. You also have to know in that scenario that you're really not going to get paid any more than what's in the middle of the pot. So you have to take that into an account as well. Correct. It, when the whatever board you pairs, pay, the knit isn't going gonna to fall. Pay off right. when. So the same token when the club gets there, when the diamond gets there, you can bluff because he isn't going to pay off. So you got to kind of realize, you know, your implied odds are a lot smaller when you know that the. Guy's going to insta-fold. It has the nuts on the turn, and it right. isn't going to pay off any rivers. Nope. But it gets a lot more difficult when the guy's sticky, and you don't know if he's got the nuts straight. If he's on either one of those draws, this is why position just matters so much. Because you could you playing ha- mediocre hands out of position in PLO is exactly how you're going to lose all your money. And I feel like every time Ken loses all his money, it's because he plays mediocre hands out of position, and then just check calls, yep. and check calls, and just hopes he's good. Right. With jack high flushes With or the, third nut straights. Being Ken? Yeah, you. Yep. Or sets when there's straights and flushes. You know yep. what I mean? Like you playing these hands out of position, you just check I and have, you give the I, ultimate. They can just own you in position. It's true. Position it's true. Is, is so much more. <coughs> Never play any hands. In Omaha, I feel like everything is amplified, meaning yes. you have to have a better feel for the table to know which players are, are kind of playing in certain right. styles. Position, amplified. Um, styles, amplified. Yes. Um, yeah. Ooh, can, uh, actually, that's another one of our really good episodes when we do like the poker terminology and we talk about like the crusty veteran and stuff and – Ooh, I'm so good at which that one was about. I mean, I guess I'm very good at profiling, which I guess isn't that good. But I'm I'm very good at poker profiling. I'm pretty good at like assigning people and then adjusting. But I think that was episode ten. Yeah, that was a good uh, episode. Poker culture one hundred and one, where we 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 talked on the ideas of like stereotypes being specific types of players. Yeah, that stereotype that you put on a player in Omaha is significantly more important when you're playing because again, everything is amplified. I think that's the underlying story of. PLO part two. Yep. Everything is amplified. People's nerves are much higher. The games are, but again, that's what makes it so much more fun. Right. And it's so much circle. It's cocaine is a lot so, more amplified. It's than so much more marijuana. addictive when you start playing. You ne- nobody ever goes, I've been playing PLO for five years and went back to hold them. Like, it doesn't happen. Right. Unless it's they like went completely broke. But even yeah. still, they're, they're still doing whatever they're doing to get back to Omaha. Yeah. Correct. Nobody nobody leaves Omaha. No. Omaha is a mistress that is with you forever. I'll never go back. No. I never want to, I never want to go back. No. I want PLO to stay forever. Like when I look at the WSOP <laughs> schedule in 2021, I'm just going to look at what PLO. the PLO events right. are. I want to look at like, PLO. I don't and even then, care. Nope. I mean, obviously the main event's a main event, but like, oh, nope. you got the blah, 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 blah. Nope, cool. When's the If PLO? they had like three great tournaments at the end um, and I missed, I would miss the main event to play those three PLO events yep. way better. Because uh-huh. I'm I'm a tried and true great PLO tournament player. Yeah, you are. I'm um, I'm very successful. I mean, I played in four tournaments. Yeah, you've done pretty well. I'm awesome. <laughs> so PLO to that. PLO part two. Everything is amplified, including Ken's tournament play. It is. His tournament play is much better than his cash game play. Oh, which yeah. Is much better than his hold and play. Which... Remember when Hurley was like, I've never seen you fold that many times. I was like, I know, because it's a tournament. Yep. It's a freeze out. Once you're out, you're out. Whereas in the cash game, you always have that, like, I'll just rip it again. And how often have you gotten into a game and it's a good game and you just keep taking bad beats? You're just, and you so just keep deep. ripping. Yeah. You just keep going. And the barrels just keep flying. Yep. 
and the pockets just keep getting lighter and lighter. And sometimes you just go home and, and your backpack gets more to the point where it's now nah, I can just leave my backpack and nobody right, cares. Right, because I don't really care. Yeah, people are like, ooh, Brandon's backpack. Yikes, this is nice. Yeah, and now no, at the end of it, they're empty. like, oh, yeah, it's I empty. I PLO'd it. Right. It's PLO gone. In the garbage. All right, well, that's going to do for episode 43 of The Overlay, a poker podcast. Nope, 42. Nope, 43. 43 is definitely the episode that we are on currently. I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who follows us on Twitter. What's our Twitter handle these days? At The Overlay Pod. No underscore. Nope, I just changed it. At The Overlay Pod. The Overlay Pod. I the like Overlay it. Pod. We got some gear at the uh, event. Yeah, yeah. If you guys gear. want some gear, I'll, I'll bring some down to Houston as well to kind of hand out um, some promotional T-shirts. Nice. So it was the cool as hell. Um, what else? Over 7,000 um, downloads. The one-year anniversary is coming up. Yeah, end of the month. April 1st will be our one-year anniversary. The first episode came out on 3-31-2020, which was primo pandemic. Everything we thought was going to be over shortly. That was like the one goal that Brandon and I successfully did during COVID was like, yep, we're going to start a podcast. Brick, lose weight, brick. brick. Get, gain muscle, brick. brick. Uh, <laughs> make money, brick. brick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Basically, diversify my portfolio, brick. brick. Yeah, buy Bitcoin when it's 3,700 because you know, this is going to be a great earning opportunity, brick. It'll never go above 3,000. 40K. What's it at now? Uh, 62,000. Last time I checked. Oh, great. I actually have some exposure now, guys. So I'm in there. Yeah. And when I say exposure, I mean. It's funny when you see all these poker players that are like, man, I wish I had bought Bitcoin. In five years, you're going to be like, I wish I had bought Bitcoin at 40K, yep. which actually right now at 60K, it sounds good. 56,000. Banana hammocks. That's yep. crazy. Topping out at 62 last week. <clears throat> Uh, I'd like to also ask everybody who listens to The Overlay, and there are plenty of you who have come up to us at the events, either in Texas or in Chicago, to say that you love the, the podcast and that you enjoy listening to it. If you do, it takes a literally five or ten seconds. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, just hit that five-star review. That's all it takes. It really helps us search better. It gets us into the realms of the big boys of poker apps, uh, um, poker uh, pods. And uh, definitely something that we would like to do in the future, just because it's more exposure, which means ultimately the PLO games at both locations will get bigger, better, and more fun. That was a nice, cute ending. That was a good ending. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review at The Overlay Pod. Hit us up on Twitter. Brandon, let us out. What is your best PLO advice? Go. Just a quick one. Like, quick. Oh, yeah, obviously. Full aces. Make the table think that you're... uh, you're in it. You're in it, but you're at, no. Make the table think you're loose when you're actually in it. Uh, that's how you win. That's Easy. how you win. That's it. Put a mask on. Put a mask. On. <laughs> Definitely wear a mask. Yep. We'll see you, everybody. Thanks. Very well.